Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. Allow me to introduce today's guest. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is BJ Kramer, and just wanted to give a bit of an intro to this episode. Christmas and the holiday season is a time of giving, and I'm coming to you with an ask that I never come to you for. In this episode, you're going to hear from Mike Stedman, who is the visionary and mastermind behind the Inspiring People in Places podcast. He is our producer. His company has done a tremendous job over the last three years supporting us. And he's going to talk a little bit about his nonprofit, Ironbound Boxing, the great work that him and his team are doing all for free. He does not take a salary from that organization. It's pretty remarkable. And because he's in my network, because he has done so much for me, I'm just asking you to check out his website and find it if you find it in your heart this holiday season and looking for a place to give to some some place that is making a huge impact on the world, please take a look at his website. Without further ado, I hope you enjoyed today's show. All right, Inspiring People Places, we are jumping in and riffing with my man, Iron Mike Stedman. A lot of you know him as a podcaster out there in the interwebs. He is very active on LinkedIn, Naval Academy grad, veteran, entrepreneur, Bunker Labs, Ironbound Media. Many of you may not know him for Ironbound Boxing, and I wanted to get Mike on today because MCFA, as many of you know, we have a foundation called the Friendly Strife Foundation, and the foundation's name comes from a quote by Douglas MacArthur, upon the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that upon other fields on other days will bear the fruits of victory. And that was MacArthur's opinion of athletics. We had to memorize that at West Point. And it always stuck with me that probably it hit me personally because I felt like a lot of the biggest life lessons and leadership lessons I learned through sports. And we said that when we started having success, we would be putting money aside to kind of reinforce the principles of MacArthur's opinion of athletics. So we invest with, we partner with, and we donate to uh, organizations that are using sports as a vehicle for lifting other people. Uh, I'm actively involved in a number of different uh, initiatives related to sports and leadership and character and mental health uh, and, and some veteran stuff. But this year we are honoring Iron Mike Stedman. He is coming to our dinner next week. This will probably be, we'll timestamp it because it's also Army Navy week as we're recording this. So I'm going to talk a little little Army Navy talk with Mike. So we are honoring Mike and his efforts. We're going to put in the show notes a, a speech that he gave, I think it's recently. But we're going to just dive in and, and talk to Iron Mike, who is the man behind this podcast. He, Mike and I were sitting on a coaching call December of 2021, I believe. And yep. Iron Mike was thinking about starting a media production support podcasting 
production company and we were contemplating starting a podcast and here we are i guess it's two years later is it two years or three years yep. it feels like three years feels like three years and we've had a hundred and hundred and this is probably episode 125 or something so mike <laughs> welcome to the show appreciate being here it's been a pleasure watching you grow and develop into this amazing podcaster you know your team thinks you're amazing at podcasting like you hold like a really really high standard and when we first started you were like super self-conscious about how you were showing up to the mic yeah. now people are worried about how they're showing up to the mic <laughs> with you so it's funny how that kind of comes full circle because you know i've had a couple clients thanks to referrals from you and they're like man bj's really good you know bj's really good and it's like they interview with you or something and now they're all like super self-conscious. But it's funny how that all uh, works out. And I think it goes back to my personal life mission of lifting as we climb. So how do we, you know, support one another? How do we help one another? And I always refer to you till this day as my auctioneer. Because, you know, in life, you need people to champion on your behalf and give you a chance. And so by you giving me a chance to do this Ironbound Media, I am forever grateful for you. And I, I put you in my book, Black Bread and Entrepreneur, you know, sharing that story. And then I also make sure I pay it for it with other entrepreneurs. You know, I'm always working with vendors and other agency owners and stuff. And if, if there's alignment and I can help them, you know, I do my best to, to do so. Yeah. A lot. Man, I, I appreciate the statement or, or the comments. I, I still continue to think about how do we keep getting better and better and better, you know, I'll probably always be my toughest critic, but I appreciate you saying that. And and a, a little behind the scenes for everybody listening, this this kind of relates to Ironbound Boxing. It relates to Friendly Strife. Mike had me in the gym, so to speak, for podcasting for about three months before I would let anything. And and just so everybody knows, I have never listened to one of my podcasts. I still can't stand to hear myself talk. But Mike had me run through practice sessions he had different coaches come on and he was just throwing value at me. He, he was, he was kind of building it on the fly, but as me receiving it, I had no idea. He was, he was a pro. He had done it himself so many times that he was just naturally helping coach me through what it would take to, to have the confidence to just get on here and, and talk. So for those listening, hopefully we've been bringing you value with the podcast. But today is all about Iron Mike. So, Mike, we're going to go into the story. Uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit before. Mike's a Naval Academy grad. I'm a West Point grad. So there's the Army-Navy love. He's a Marine. I'm, a, I'm an Army dude. Um, but talk to us about, I, I, I want this to be focused on, on the Boxing Academy and everything yep. that you're doing there. I think that's where it all started, your passion for boxing and what it can do. So. To give us kind of the founder story of, of Ironbound Boxing. Yeah, I'll bring you up to speed. So, you know, I had an opportunity to go to the Naval Academy. I was a three-time national boxing champ, two-time most valuable boxer, captain of my boxing team. But I'm be honest, BJ, midshipmen are a little bit nerdy. A little <laughs> bit nerdy, right? So when I say that story, I try to always reference like, yo, I didn't become a three-time national champ boxing a bunch of midshipmen. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in inner-city boxing gyms in Baltimore, D.C., New York City. Grimy, hard, real boxing gyms. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch Rocky Three, when Apollo Creed makes Rocky go train at his gym. And there's this scene where he walks in, and everybody who's looking at them has this just like 
hunger in their eyes, right? Those are the kind of gyms that I trained at. And for us being academy grads, right, what we experience in terms of graduating from these world-class institutions, going to, going to serve our country as officers, and then transition out, starting businesses, working in corporate America, et cetera, that is the anti what comes out of these boxing gyms. These kids box, and then they feel like their only option is to turn pro or go to the streets. Right. And I felt like everything boxing had given to me, and there's a sub-story that was happening during this, is that my single-parent mother, Willene Stedman, suffered a stroke while I was at the Naval Academy. So when I won those championships, I did it with my mom in a nursing home and an absentee father, never met my dad. And so, you know, this concept of lifting as I climb, giving back, right? How do I actually manifest that? And that came what is now Ironbound Boxing. So we run a free gym in Newark, New Jersey. We've been doing it since 2016. Just kind of put it together initially with duct tape and bubble gum. <laughs> and, you know, people think I call myself Iron Mike because of my boxing background. And it's a little head nod to it. But I will tell you, honestly, the reason I go by Iron Mike is because Mike Nemeth, a West Point grad, called me when the pandemic hit. Because me and Mike are friends. He introduced me to Bill Watkins, mm -hmm. uh, my business coach. And he knew I was down on the canvas because businesses fail for primarily two reasons. Number one, no market need. And number two, they run out of cash. And literally, virtually overnight, there was no market need for boxing. And revenue went to zero, right? So it's like I spent my life building this brand up. And I had to watch it, you know, go away. Like virtually overnight is what it felt like. And Mike Nemeth called me. We had an hour powwow. He was like, man, how are you doing? I was like, not good, man. Not good. <laughs> And he's like, come on, man, you got to get up off the canvas. We got to get you back in the fight. And so, you know, when I was sitting in my apartment in Newark, I just said, you know what, man? Iron Mike. You know? And I just started calling myself Iron Mike. And it was a way to really just kind of motivate myself. Yeah. And next thing you know, people start calling me. And then it became synonymous. And so I'll, I'll, I'll bring it home is, you know, every brand has its slogan, right? So you think about Nike. Just do it. Our slogan at Ironbound Boxing is don't fold. Because when life punches you in the face, you fell that class, you know, your mom or dad split up, you know, life just hits hard, man, just don't fold. And I have realized both for veterans, our classmates, unfortunately, you know, they get laid off from jobs, things start happening, right? And it's so easy for them to fold. And I want to challenge people to do the opposite. I want to challenge our kids to do the opposite. And I want to inspire this community that we're a part of, veteran or otherwise, to not fold. So you crossed the bridge there because you, you were talking about Ironbound Boxing. And, I, and if I remember correctly, as part of Ironbound Boxing to bring revenue in the doors, you were, you were coaching kind of corporate clients on the side, doing, doing group instruction or whatever. And, and that was what happened before COVID. That went away. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had come up with this business idea to teach on-site boxing classes. And I did what I encourage people not to do. I jumped out the airplane with no parachute. <laughs> so I didn't validate the business model. Like I was just out there hooking and jabbing. Thank God I fell and hit a, a consulting gig on the way down with WeWork doing veteran entrepreneurship. Because one of the value adds I think I brought to the veteran entrepreneurial ecosystem was I had a, a sick gym. So everyone was sourcing stories around veteran business owners and entrepreneurs and stuff, et cetera, from 2018, basically onward. And so while you had a lot of guys building apps and all this other stuff, 
I was like, hey, I got a gym. And I would show people pictures of it. And then that just started this kind of network effect that I was able to leverage through the consulting gig with WeWork. But yeah, I ended up building a little lifestyle business, teaching boxing in New York City. I had like three trainers. So we would show up on site, run a boxing class. When the pandemic hit, you know, I had to pivot online. And I am not a virtual Billy Blanks, you know, put on the spandex and start sweating on Zoom all day. And I was miserable. And I had come up with this idea for launching a podcast production company, very similar to like an independent bookstore right. where you could create educational content, I think, with an entrepreneurial theme and focus serving niche communities. And that became what is now Ironbound Media. Awesome. Give us some success stories out of Ironbound Boxing. You know, a couple come into mind. Number one, there's a young boxer by the name of Keith Cologne. And I met Keith at an inner city gym in Newark. And I was working at St. Benedict's Prep at the time. So when I transitioned out, I took a job running a residence hall with 70 teenage boys. So I was a house dad. So I lived there. I put kids to sleep. I fed them, made sure they studied. I did all that stuff. And I was training kids from St. Benedict's um, at this local gym in town. And I saw Keith Cologne there. And immediately I said, hey, man, I work at St. Benedict's. If And I actually spoke to his dad, who had just gotten out of prison, by the way. So as I'm getting to Newark, coming from the military, his dad, Keith Cologne Sr., was getting out of prison. Mm. And we met at this gym. And I just let all the coaches know and all the parents know, hey, I work at St. Benedict's. If your kid wants to go, you know, let me know. And Keith was the only one that kind of followed up. And I think that's a testament to him because he's always kind of wanted better for his son than he had for himself. And uh, I end up you know, putting the fillers out that, hey, I want to get this kid in St. Benedict's. And two of my Naval Academy friends, my best friends to this day, they paid for Keith to go to St. Benedict's on scholarship. Hmm. And so during this time, Keith has been an elite amateur boxer. He goes on to graduate St. Benedict's, and then we're able to get him in the Rutgers where he goes now. So that's one story. And Keith's been with me from the beginning. The other one is Elvin Alicia. And one day I was in the Ironbound Boxing Academy. I was hanging up my heavy bag. I was hanging up one of the speed bags. And Elvin had been training with us for a few months. And he comes in the gym and he goes, hey, hey, coach, you got anything to, to eat? And I was like, no, nah, man, I actually don't. But uh, just go to my bag up front, grab my wallet and get a few bucks and, you know, go to the vending machines at the front of the recreation center. And then my spidey sense went off because, mind you, I've been working at St. Benedict's. I know young men. Right. And then you also think about the Marine Corps when you're running PT in the morning. And you see that Marine every morning. Hey, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, sir. And then one day he walks by and doesn't say nothing. So then there's that pattern recognition. Hey, come here, Marine. What's going on? He kind of puts his head down. So I say that to that empower my spidey sense. Say, Elvin, come here. I was like, did you eat today? He's like, no, coach. I was like, did you eat yesterday? He's like, no, nah, coach. I was like, what's going on? It turned out he was homeless. His mom had got evicted from their house. They've been sleeping out in the street and, you know, he was going through it at a high level, right? Like at a really high level. And so I made some phone calls, got Elvin into St. Benedict's, hmm. living there in the residence hall with me. Not only does he go on to compete in the Golden Glove finals that year, he didn't win, but he was a runner up. He graduates St. Benedict's. They hook him up to stay again an additional year for that post-grad year. Then he goes on to NJCU, where he gets a, a full ride being an RA. Wow. Right? 
So he's working there as an RA. And uh, now he's finished up his senior year and he works at the Boys and Girls Club here in Newark. That's awesome. Um, and so when I think about what it means to be ironbound, I think of Elvin Alicia and I think of Keith. And Elvin started a small business called Climate 2020. And he came through an entrepreneur program. We're able to give him a grant for that. And so he's like a surrogate, a little surrogate son to me. And what I learned through that relationship with Elvin and all the young men that I serve here in Newark and young men and women, it's easy to kind of jump in and save people when life gets hard, right? But there's also a balance in like, how do you do it in a way that builds resilience? You know what I mean? Builds that don't fold mentality. And that's kind of the relationship I have, I think, with our athletes. Because like, we can't save everybody, you know? But what I can do is be that sounding board. And it's really changed my perspective on like, what does it mean to instill kind of that self-leadership? You know, and I, I'm, I, I, I use the Stockdale paradox, right? Hey, I'm going to give you the brutal truth. Life is hard right now. It is what it is, right? You know, you're out in the streets, whatever. But listen, we got to accept the brutal facts of the current reality. So we got to start making some hard decisions. But here's what I'll tell you. I have faith that things are going to work out in the end. And so, like, that's where I kind of see myself. I'm like the overwatch now with the kids that we serve through Ironbound. I try to make sure that they're protected, but also try to make sure I'm instilling a certain level of resilience and independence in them so that they know that, like, when life gets hard, you know, they can still figure it out and stay in the fight. I think it's incredible the stories that that you get to live every day. As you're talking, I, I keep going back to what what I believe is the has to be the crux of any non for profit mission driven effort, which is, you know, you might need to give a man a fish to get him, you know, to your point, he's got to eat today. But teach a man to fish is that much stronger and and we all learn best by not being alleviated of that pain, but being taught how to get through that pain or that that obstacle and and navigate it. John Maxwell, I was reading this in the Bible this morning, so it's it's top of mind. And it's about leadership and leadership tests, you know, each level that we take. And and you know, that's going from lead yourself. And and I think this can be this analogy or or this thought process and, and stepping stone process can be applied to any level that we're at professionally, personally, leadership tests differ from one another, but all have a few things in common. One, leaders get tested at each stage of new growth. Two, the leader's goal is to pass the test. Three, testing always precedes promotion. So you, you've, you've got to be able to, to prove yourself through that. Self-promotion or promotion by others can never replace divine promotion and promotion requires sacrifice. And I, you know, you're talking about the very bottom of of Maslow's hierarchy of needs when you're talking about being able to have food and shelter. But I really do think that at at all of those levels, the more that places like Ironbound can be uh, a safe haven and an educational platform for for given folks an opportunity to to navigate their way through these times of life, I, I, the better off our world is. So we're excited to to kind of partner with you and, and, and give you some level of financial contribution to help continue your mission to both give a man a fish and teach a man a fish. 
I want you to talk to us about the vision that you have. You know, you you've taken Ironbound from what you'd call bubble gum and and scotch tape, <laughs> duct tape, <laughs> duct tape. Yeah, to where it is today. Where is it going to be five years from now? And and give me the call to action and our listeners a call to action to, and, and we'll put the we'll put the links. I want to make it clear to everybody. Iron Iron Mike Stedman is the founder and executive director of Ironbound Boxing. Yeah, but yeah, the, I say myself CEO does <laughs> yeah. not does not take a dime for what he does at the Boxing Academy and and in that nonprofit. All of his money is made outside of that. So. Every dollar goes to these scholarships. I'll let Mike talk about where every dollar goes, but we're going to activate the inspiring people, places, listeners in whatever way we can today to, you know, it's, it is Christmas season. Now's the time to be giving. And so I want you to talk about the vision and inspire, inspire us with the future of where this is going and how we can help. For us, our core purpose is real simple. And it's funny. I just wrote an email about this. It's building champions in and out of the ring. So it's all great and dandy. You get that belt wrapped around your waist and put on your shoulder, you know, but we're failing these kids if we're not helping improve their economic and social outcomes outside of the gym. So what does that look like? It looks like introducing them to entrepreneurship because, you know, a lot of times and some of the best entrepreneurs I've come across, very few of them have ever, basically none, have hit a home run out the gate. It's always been their sixth, their seventh, their eighth venture. And so, you know, how do you get that flywheel started sooner rather than later? And that's through our entrepreneurship program, which we call Thrive. So there's that. And then additionally, we support them with scholarships. I don't care if they want to go to uh, a trade school, community college or university, they will receive financial assistance uh, from us to do that. So that's building champions in and out of ring. Now, our vision is to build what we're calling the Ironbound Courage Academy. It's a 5,000 square foot boxing facility and co-working space located in the heart of Newark. You know, it's the equivalent of like if the Boys and Girls Club met an incubator and accelerator, a sick boxing gym, 21st century reimagining of what youth engagement uh, looks like. Because here's what I'll tell you about boxing. I don't have to sell it. People, if you try to call me right now, your, phone, your number is going to go straight to voicemail because I get, in, I get hit up by so many people that want to come and train so many kids mm. that want to train. Like boxing, you don't have to sell. And, you know, somebody asked me, like, what is it about boxing? Boxing has always been a poor man's sport. Boxing is a way for a young man or woman to build confidence and feel that sense of getting better. You know, a lot of times, us as entrepreneurs, right, when we start going through it, BJ, we're like, man, life is hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, business is hard. Life is hard. Let's just slow down and make progress on something. <laughs> you know, what's the Nate Zinzer call it? ESP. What did I give effort to today? Where did I get success? Where are the areas to make progress? So boxing naturally goes through that. So you go from zero to hero in a boxing gym. You know, you get a little better on the bag. You know, you start learning and they're hungry to learn. And so I think there's an adrenaline that comes with that small, consistent, incremental improvement over time that we're able to deliver in the boxing ring. And so we want to do the Courage Academy. And I tell people this, right? Oregon has Nike. Baltimore has Under Armour. Newark has Ironbound. So our core will always be tied to Newark. But I do believe we have the ability 
to support and make amateur boxing sustainable for this next generation in general. Because uh, people think I'm like, great, listen, I'm one man. You got people all across the country, all over the world, running rinky-dink boxing gyms, attracting this same demographic. And, you know, once we get Newark sustainable with this Courage Academy and everything else, how do we support others and provide the same level of overwatch? Because, you know, unfortunately, people of our elk, BJ, Naval Academy, you know, just are not in these type of communities, like whether it's Newark or whatever. And so with technology, with content, you know, I feel like, you know, I could potentially support others across the country through Ironbound Boxing. It's inspiring, buddy. My head goes in a number of different different spots. Uh, talk to us about the immediate financial needs and where, where people could donate if they were so inspired right now. Yeah, you can head over to ironboundboxing.org and make a donation. Our goal is to raise $1.5 million over the next two years so we can start building out this Courage Academy. Over the last year, I have been selected for a number of fellowships. I'm at the Hoover Institution out at Stanford uh, University working on the Courage Academy idea, as well as the Fund for New Leadership. They selected 10 social change makers across the country that are working on solving hard problems, and they're supporting us for the next three years. So I'm, I'm with the FNL, and that's been great. And so, you know, I've been setting conditions over these last few years to be in the exact position I am in now. And so now is the, we got the wind at our back. And so if you're interested in supporting this initiative, learning more about Ironbound in general, you can reach out to me directly also at Mike at WearIronbound.com. Like BJ said, I'm on the internet, not hard to find, and me or my team will get back to you. Inspiring People in Places is brought to you by MCFA. MCFA is a CVE-verified, service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. At MCFA, our why is to inspire people in places through project leadership. We provide planning, strategy, program management, and construction management support services to a wide variety of public and private sector clients. All right, now to rapid fire question. So we'll put all of that in the show notes. We're going to put a video in there. My, my ask is that everybody considers donating. I don't ask ever for anything on this podcast, but Iron Mike and Ironbound Boxing is near and dear to our heart at Friendly Strife Foundation. Iron Mike's a dear friend of mine and he's doing good work in the world. So if you guys and gals listening out there can you know, find, it, find it in your, you know, if you're being inspired to, to do something, um, either share Mike's story with somebody, share it with your network, or or go and make a donation, or in the best case, do both. Rapid fire questions. So Mike's Mike, I'm gonna go, you know, back to business, Mike, because you're wearing this leader hat in all of these different areas. You're a coach, you're a business person, you're a nonprofit leader. I know that you're always reading. Talk to us about your latest books that you're reading. A couple. You know, one book that I've, I find myself constantly going back to is A Confident Mind by Nate Zinzer. Go on. We've talked about it um, on the show. You know, when life gets hard, right, and I call it the room of broken dreams, and Muhammad Ali referred to it as the half dream room, and I equate it to this, like, this hallway, right, with broken glass on the floor, so every step is painful, <laughs> and there's no end in sight. All right? now. But there is this exit door, this exit sign, and it's blinking, and it looks super sketchy, right? It does not look safe. <laughs> and unfortunately, 
military veterans have a tendency to go through that exit door. And I wish that wasn't the case. Right. And, you know, me, I've been through some stuff, both in combat, you know, just trying to get a gym, the day to day that comes with entrepreneurship. But I've built a certain level of resiliency on me. So that way, when it, things do get hard, boom, I'm walking on that glass. I'm feeling that pain, that pain. I see the exit door for what it is. Right. But I just keep rolling on. And one of the things Nate Zinzer talks about in his book is this confidence bank. Right. And you're always making deposits in this confidence bank. And so when you need a ground punch to remind yourself who you are, you know, while you're walking through that, you know, that's what he talks about. And so I throw buckets in there, you know, three time national boxing champ, you know, captain of my boxing team, entrepreneur, you know, impact I've already made. Because when you get beat up in the entrepreneur world, I don't have children yet. But it's very interesting that like I walk in the Ironbound Boxing Academy. These kids have no idea what I've been through, you know, to keep the fight alive. But neither should they. That's not their responsibility. My responsibility is to protect them. But I do have a new appreciation for parents, you know, my parents that had to go through God knows what and then show up and still make us breakfast and, you know, still cook dinner. And so I like the confident mind because it keeps you here, yeah. keeps you grounded. He gives you frames, tool works, tools and frameworks to, you know, strengthen your resolve through the tough times. All right. I'm going to do a twist on this. This ne- I, I, By the way, I love the book and I've, I've applied it in parenting because as my kids take on more and more sports and you're trying to teach them mantras and, and, you know, getting the head game right at an earlier age and, you know, building that confident mind through a number of different you know, practical ways that he talks about is, I think, so critical because I, I, you know, the flip side of, you know, we've been through stuff. I don't think we appreciate what kids are going through these days. It's, it's a crazy world out there. Social media is making it easier to be mean, easier to bully, harder to feel good about yourself. And so you need that much more resilience to be able to, to handle it. Next question. And, and there's a little bit of a twist on it. Usually, if you could have dinner with three people, who would they be? I'm going to say, if you could get three investors at a table right now for Ironbound Boxing Academy or the Courage Academy, who would they be? Probably the head of Google. Because, you know, everybody thinks because I do boxing, it's always associated with sports. But I want to connect dots that don't previously exist. And so I would love to connect, you know, what we're doing with the Courage Academy with the head of Google, Google for startups, or their head of social impact, you know, to partner with us on this initiative. We'd love to have potentially Dana White as well Mm. from the UFC. UFC is a growing sport. They've been doing a great job. I think they got some brand stuff that we like. I like kind of how they're showing up to the world. I went to one of their events. They sponsored us, actually. They're one of our sponsors, and I was blown away. So I would love to sit down with Dana White as well, because they just built this UFC Performance Institute out in Las Vegas, and it's absolutely amazing. And then the last one, that's a good question. Maybe Jamie Dimon <laughs> from J.P. Morgan yeah. and Chase. Yeah. Because, you know, he's got this boxing background. Does he right? really? I've listened to a couple podcasts. Uh, yeah, I've listened to a couple podcasts on him. 
You know, I kind of make fun of these people, right? <laughs> Usually times people are like, yeah, I used to box. Yeah, I'm an old man in the basement or whatever. And then I see him throw one or two punches, and I'm like, so I'm going to let him make it. Yeah, but Jamie Diamond has an appreciation for boxing. So I would love Jamie Diamond, UFC, and Google all in a room to share this vision and help me bring it to life. I love and it. This is a great question, by the way, because now you have me. You actually got my head thinking. Good. You got my wheels spinning. We got everybody's wheels spinning. You don't know. You don't know all the people that listen to this. Yeah, and you know he's done a lot of investment in the economic development out in Detroit. Yep. And I think we had this opportunity here in Newark, which is not too far from their headquarters in New York. So he has every reason to uh, to potentially. We got a couple people in the room next week when you're when you're here that you're gonna you're gonna get to talk to. Any recent quotes that you're in love with? Life's battles don't always go to the stronger, faster man. But sooner or later, the man who wins is a man who thinks he can. Mm. My boxing coach sent me that the week before my first national championship. And I was so nervous going into that tournament. You know, because the year before, I didn't make it out of the quarterfinals. So sophomore year, he sent me that quote. And that quote has stuck with me, like, ever since. Confident mind. Um, The man who thinks he can. Confident mind. That's right. But you know what's interesting? Here's the deal, though. See, this is something we're learning as adults that we didn't necessarily learn as kids. You can do everything right and still lose. And how do you persevere through that? You know? Yeah. And so maybe it's reframing what winning looks like. You're like, man, I went through this. I'm alive. I'm still good. You know? (laughs) Well, yeah, I think let's unpack that real quick. I think that the world is is designed, you know, as as you're growing up, that there's some next level of success around you. And I think in particular in entrepreneurship, there's no longer that, right? Like there's no longer a staircase that's built for you already. Just getting to the next grade is yeah. some step forward, right? You talked about boxing as a a place where like you talked about ESP, right? What what was what did that stand for? Effort, 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 success, and progress. Right. And you know, I think that Nike used jogging as that. Right. And that, that was how they created the the jogging movement. Just get out there, just do it. Just get out there and, and move. And I think that, you know, the mind-body connection cannot be underestimated and it is the place that is the best analogy for effort in and some level of progress. If nothing else, for your own self, knowing that you, you set out to do something and you did it today. It's, it's like Admiral McRaven and you know, start the day with making your bed. So there's something to that, you know, a simple task completed and checking it off your list has a level of reinforcing like I can do something. Second is back to the, the staircase. The staircase is built for us. From kindergarten to college, the staircase is built for you. I don't need to get, you know, okay, there's, there's A, B, C, D, E, F in, in school, and maybe I only got C's, but I got promoted to the next grade. I, I kept moving forward. And at each level, there's some, some different level of success in grit in school, I can get an A and be an A student, or I can just feel good that I, you know, I made it through or I got my homework in or whatever. In college, hey, I 
maybe I got into an Ivy League school. Maybe I got into academy. Maybe I just got to college. Maybe I put myself through college. We get to define these different things of success by the the world standards. Oh, I went to college. I got that. I I got a graduate. I graduated. I got a degree. I went to my master's. I got a degree. I got a job. I got a promotion at a job. In entrepreneurship, it's more painful because you have nobody out there validating your effort day to day, week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year, right? Yeah. And and the easy place because all the unicorns talk about are big exits or big P&Ls. But it, it, that cannot be the only validation of your effort in business. Look at the impact you're having at Ironbound. Like, right. And, and maybe that impact started out as just giving one kid a safe space to get, you know, get out of this, you know, whatever they were in. And then gradually the impact grows. So I, I don't know where I was going with this other than reacting to, to what you were saying is like, what did you say that, that I think, put me down there? I said that you could do learning how to process that you could do everything right and still oh, lose. Yeah. And how do you go through that? Cause you know, I love those quotes. Life battles always go to stronger, faster man, but sooner or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. Right. That doesn't mean you got to win right now. Totally. Right. Like imagine that kid that trains, listens to his coach, goes 10 and 0, goes to nationals and gets knocked out. Right. And it's just one of those days. Right. This guy just had his number. And then you're like, but I did everything right. I trained. I listened to my coach. I did it. Did it. And I think those are the things that put people in that room that I talked about before. You know, I, I think that's the beauty of sport is that we do learn that in sport. We do. Right. That's great. That yep. that's that is the man in the arena. But you know, Teddy Roosevelt's quote: "You're out there trying. You're out there giving it your best, even though you you may not win. But winning is how is winning defined? I think that's the the beauty of it. I think initially in sport, right? It's like wins and losses. Either you did or you didn't. The thing is, you get older in life, right? Winning gets like super subjective. Dude, you know, there's, there's, a, I don't follow basketball close enough. I will put this link in. Somebody was interviewed at the end of the season. They didn't win the, the NBA championship and said, How does it feel to, you know, do you feel like a loser or something like that? And he's like, Lose the loser. I just competed at the highest level. Like, if my only definition of success was every year winning the national championship, like, that would be that would be a really tough life if I felt like I failed every time I did not win the championship. I think that it's a really I mean I'm all about competing, I'm all about winning, I'm all about putting in the work, but defining our value or our identity by winning and losing or or that's that's a dangerous place to be back to what you started there you with. Go. <laughs> Bingo. And it goes back to self. You are enough. Yeah. Right? You are enough. And it's hard for people to understand and kind of contemplate that, particularly people who are playing at the higher level, higher level, where sometimes the losses sting a little bit more. Totally. You know, like that big deal. Oh, we're about to get this deal across the line. You're like, oh, snap. That's a lot different than losing a, a, a two, you know, two dollars, 
You know, you lose a $50 million deal. It just kind of hits different. But that's when we go back to, like you said, the Teddy Roosevelt to the world, the man in the arena, you know, and you kind of go back to self like this situation here does not necessarily define me as an individual. And like you said before about, you know, I take it for granted sometimes that the Ironbound Boxing Academy even exists because I remember being on active duty as a Marine infantry officer thinking about opening a free gym and Ironbound wasn't even a thing yet. That wasn't even a name in my in my mind. Right. You know, all I said was, hey, I want to open up a gym someday. Then, you know, you go in the gym, you look around, you're like, oh, wow, like, this didn't exist. There was no guarantees that this would exist. Like, I manifested this. Yeah. And it happened. Same thing with the book I wrote. Like, oh, I had this vision to write a book. And then now it's here, which is kind of trippy at times. But I think it just goes with life. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. And BJ motivated me on my book, y'all. <laughs> When I saw, when I saw, <laughs> when I saw the, uh, the this layout, is him calling me out. Yeah, when I saw the layout for your book, you I was like, what? "Oh man, I gotta step it up." I was like, "You were you? I don't know if you realized it, but you were pushing me. You were pushing me when you sent me that. When you sent me that, you you know what you did? I call it normalizing excellence. Mm. You showed me what's possible because I'm I'm here in my head thinking about writing this book and yada yada yada, and then you send me this picture of this book concept you had." in your mind and it showed me that it was possible and that like hey i'm not just pulling this out of thin air that i can actually make this happen now now you're forcing me to go back to getting writing this book yeah which I, i'll qualify I, for everybody i i had to take a step back because i was trying to write 17 books <laughs> in the same book and it just it, <laughs> If, yeah. if, if anybody I'm, I'm warning y'all don't write a book <laughs> run it writing a book will trigger an existential crisis i guarantee so just ba you know that room i was talking about that was actually me writing the book so just get ready uh, it's so true all right we covered a lot of ground what what didn't we touch on uh man you know the the name of this podcast is inspiring people in places and i think you've done a great job of that and when we come on here and we share our stories and we communicate through this medium man i just want people to be inspired you know like i said don't think we all got it figured out because listen the higher level like entrepreneurship is like a video game you get to one level then you die you get to the next <laughs> level you get to the next level but like you said bj and i know people that have exited we know people you know that are living what you call the entrepreneurial dream but they have a lot of different conversations with him and i than they do the outside world and so I know it's easy to kind of look at your surroundings and be like, I'm not where I want to be yet, or this guy's got it figured out, whatever. But I think we're all kind of doing the best we can with what we have. And I just want our listeners to just kind of stay inspired. And I hope that this podcast made their day just a little bit better and brighter. Amen. I, I think if everybody can look at their, their, their day to day, everybody is going to the gym in some way, shape or form or the boxing academy in some way or shape or form. It, and, and if you can reframe it, it's kind of like when this podcast got started. I was behind closed doors, embarrassed, trying to get reps in, like, man, I can never do this. And eventually, you know, if, if you look at everything as reps, everything like sport, the friendly strife concept, you know, as we get, as we become adults, no longer is, is it the field of friendly strife. It's, it's, the home front, it's raising kids, it's, you know, trying to get a, a job or trying to build a career or trying to start a business. 
keep putting in the reps and and constantly reframe it that like there is nothing that is instant gratification in this world that's worth it and and that goes back to the give a man a fish or teach a man a fish if we had success given to us without any work you won't appreciate the success and whatever that success is so we appreciate you listening my last close out is to iron iron mike thanks for pushing me to do this podcast thanks for coaching me up to get it going and for your team support behind behind the scenes and we are so proud of everything you're doing for Ironbound Boxing. And hopefully we can be a part of making Courage Academy a reality. Appreciate you, BJ. Appreciate it to all our listeners. Till next time, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants and all your friends and family in the AEC space. Be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch with us and learn about all of the projects and clients we're helping. Last but not least, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Do us a favor. Take a look at what jobs we have open. Contact us through our website or connect with me on LinkedIn. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend.